Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. On News Radio 930 WBEN, this is Buffalo Means Business, where local businesses and services tell their stories. I'm Randy Bushover. If you have one to share, send me an email at randy.bushover at intercom.com. With Gary Sidall, the executive director of the Aquarium of Niagara. And how long has the aquarium been there? Seems like uh, pretty much as long as I've been alive, it's been around. Sure. The aquarium has been a Western New York staple since 1965. So we have several decades of experience under our belt. And I'm, I'm guessing some modifications, changes necessarily have been made since that time. Absolutely. You know, like any organization, ours is responsible for growing, changing, and responding and reacting to, to the community and to where we want to be as an organization. So if you haven't been to the aquarium recently, we've gone through a number of fairly substantial changes that really have taken place over the past several years. The first of those was really spearheaded by our Humboldt Penguin exhibit, which opened in 2018. That was a $3.5 million project that really led the transformation of our first floor public gallery. And that allowed us to use that project as a, as a springboard to develop a lot of other uh, exhibit spaces and, and projects through the building. How many actual penguins do you have at the Humboldt Penguin Exhibit? So this is an exciting day because if you had asked me that question about a week ago, I would have told you seven. But we are excited to announce we are now up to ten. That is uh, the addition of three new penguins for the first time in several decades as a result of our recently awarded accreditation by the Association of Zoos and Aquariums. Ah, very cool. Are we doing uh, naming of the uh, youngsters or is that staying in-house? So those animals were actually brought to us from uh, another zoo actually out in Syracuse. So they were uh, at a couple years of age, so they have established names. But what's important about this acquisition is that we'll now be able to participate in a breeding program, which does translate to baby penguins and, of course, naming new birds. Perfect. I, I love when those opportunities <laughs> come around because we've seen that, of course, with the Buffalo Zoo here, too. Oh, so yeah, they're a lot of fun. That'll, be a, that'll be a pretty big deal, especially penguins, because who doesn't like a penguin? Exactly. You know, they're, they're a little uh, stinkier than you might expect standing on the public side of the glass, but uh, penguins are certainly a popular animal uh, featured in lots of great Disney movies and a uh, fan favorite among our visitors. Now, among the things that you can see, certainly plenty of exhibits at uh, the Aquarium of Niagara, but do you have any other animals, animal exhibits? Oh, yeah. So our animal collection is actually fairly diverse. Uh, we have a, a major emphasis on seals and sea lions. And the story that we like to tell with that particular grouping is that they are rescued animals. So our institution has prioritized the placement of non-releasable seals and sea lions. And we've actually become kind of known for that on a national level. So we take on the harder cases, the more critical animals that require some specialized care and attention. So what I mean by that is we may have an animal who was struck by a boat, uh, missing one of their, their hind flippers. We may have animals that are visually impaired. We even have an animal in our collection that has a seizure condition that we've been able to manage uh, under our care. So we've got a lot of these great stories that we've prioritized as part of uh, bringing animals into our collection. So that's kind of our seal and sea lion program. We've got sharks. We have uh, a variety of reptiles that include turtles. We have some amphibians like our poison dart frogs. So a fairly diverse animal collection in general. 
And uh, forgive me, I've watched a number of nature shows, but maybe not enough. Uh, seals and sea lions actually coexist peacefully? They do. So we have two exhibits that feature the seals and sea lions, but they do share natural habitats out in the wild. So particularly our California sea lions and our harbor seals, they're very commonly known for uh, sharing that environment and, and sleeping on the beach together, hunting for fish in similar territories. So they get along fairly well. And when not hunting on fish, hanging out on rocks, catching some rays, right? Exactly. Not exactly a terrible <laughs> life soaking up the sun in uh, Southern California. Yeah, absolutely not. Now, uh, another of the uh, the features, we've talked about the animals, but of course the exhibits are a big thing, and you have a new one opening that uh, has significance for those who are fans of the jellyfish. Exactly. So as part of our recent effort to modernize the aquarium, the, the second large project as part of our master plan was the addition of jellyfish. So we're very proud to welcome KeyBank as our presenting sponsor for our new exhibit, Aliens of the Sea, which will actually open up in the middle of March. So we'll be welcoming in several hundred new jellyfish, four new species, and five new exhibits. So the exhibit itself is going to be fairly unique compared to other uh, other spaces in our building. It will be actually a fairly defined gallery, so you'll walk in there and everything's being themed in kind of a spaceship type format. So we're calling it Aliens of the Sea, and we want people to feel like they've maybe stepped into another world. If, if you haven't seen jellyfish under human care before, they really are a fairly unique animal. They don't have hearts, they don't have brains, but they are absolutely beautiful as you watch them move through their exhibits. Now, do you have uh, a number of different species of jellyfish in, included in this? That's correct. So we'll have four different species. We have Pacific sea nettles, Australian spotted jellyfish. We have upside down jellyfish. And then the ones that are most popular are known as moon jellies. So we'll be featuring each of those in our five exhibits. And uh, all of them not dangerous to humans, like uh, I think people kind of <laughs> associate with Portuguese man of war. Sure. You know, when you're fundraising for a project like this and you're asking people to contribute to a cause, uh, you really kind of cross your fingers and hope they've never been stung by a jellyfish. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, you know, there, there could be some uh, hard feelings there. But um, all joking aside, they are, of course, featured in uh, inside of an exhibit with some acrylic glass between our visitors and the jellyfish. So there is no risk of stinging at all visiting the aquarium. Ah, good thing to know, though. Hey, uh, before we forget, we're talking with uh, Gary Sadal, the Executive Director, Aquarium of Niagara. This is Buffalo Means Business on News Radio 930 WBEN. The location up in the falls for you guys has, certainly hasn't moved since 1965. Whereabouts are you? So we're located just outside of the immediate downtown area of Niagara Falls, directly across from Niagara Falls State Parks. So it's actually a relatively easy location to access. We're excited with the removal of the, the Robert Moses Parkway that currently separates the aquarium's property from the state park. And when that project's completed, we'll have a, a very open campus-style uh, access to, to that state park. We're pretty excited about that. And I was going to say, a huge benefit, especially for you guys, with that changing that way. I would describe it as transformational. You know, right now we, we are almost segmented from some of the other uh, attractions in the, the Niagara Falls area. So when that park rate comes out, we'll have unlimited and unrestricted access. It'll make it a lot easier for people who want to spend a little time with the aquarium, maybe take a hike in the gorge or take a walk down to the state park. Uh, uh, and up until this upcoming change, have you found it difficult to get people to remember that you exist and or show up and see what you have to offer? The strategy that we've used to help overcome that has been uh, it, it kind of acknowledging to folks that the aquarium is not what it used to be. Um, we had a little reputation for a short period there of being a little dated and a little antiquated. And rather than ignore that and pretend like it didn't happen, our decision was to embrace it and say, we want to change that. We want to become a better institution. We want to become more engaging. We want to be more innovative. So all of our decisions over the course of the past several years have been organized towards making those improvements. Now that those improvements are in place, we have several new exhibits opening. We have more coming in the, the, the next few years ahead. 
there's an opportunity to tell that story. And that has so far been uh, an exciting mechanism to drive attendance, to drive traffic to the aquarium. And obviously this has been working for you because you mentioned uh, previously the corporate sponsorship tie-in with one of the exhibits. That's correct. So we've been very fortunate lately to see some active participation from some of the larger funding sources that are are certainly well-known across the Western New York region. So we were very fortunate to welcome KeyBank as our presenting sponsor in partnership with the First Niagara Foundation on this project. But we've also seen participation from the East Hill Foundation, from Empire State Development, and we have a couple other really large names uh, that we'll be announcing as part of our next project in the spring. And uh, not just the jellyfish exhibit that you have going on with the sponsorship by KeyBank, but uh, something called Savor Del Mar, a little... uh Spanish in there, I I take it, right? Yes, that's right. So when you are developing a fundraising event, one of the things that's important, of course, is establishing an identity. And what we really wanted to pull in with the naming of that event was that it would be kind of a fun evening. We were going to try and, and bring in some characteristics of a uh, you know, a little bit of culture and bring that into, of course, the aquarium, which is the, the second part of that Lamar. So uh, we've been able to really tie in that event, make it a very uh, exciting evening. We have food stations catered by Crave Restaurant. We have desserts. We have uh, beer and wine available as, as part of the admission ticket. So it's, it's an interesting way to kind of uh, dress the aquarium up for the evening. It's, uh, it's certainly an adult-focused event, and it allows us to feature our basket auction. We have a special-themed sea lion show. We have um, all of our animals, of course, on display, and we'll even have some special animal guests out on appearance that evening. But no peanut butter and jellyfish sandwiches. <laughs> no peanut butter and jellyfish sandwiches. Sorry, I had to go there. But th- <laughs> and th- important to note, uh, Savor Del Mar coming up Thursday, March 21st from 6 to 9 p.m. Uh, website, the easiest way to get the information? That would be the best way. You can buy tickets right online, so that makes it very easy. Um, we're excited to welcome everyone in, and that will be really one of the first large public debuts of our new exhibit. So if you want to be the first to see it, that is the perfect night to come and take a sneak peek. Uh, is this going to be kind of a limited ticket event? That is correct. So the the building, of course, has a defined capacity, uh, knowing that we'll be bringing in a number of vendors that will be spreading out, and, and including their, their food stations and, and several bars and things like that. We, of course, have a, a finite number of tickets available, so we're encouraging people to uh, purchase those tickets sooner than later to ensure that they have a spot to see the, the new exhibit. And again, the website? That is aquariumofniagara.org. So e- Easy enough, but I, I find repetition works for people. Sure. Because I had already forgotten to, sadly. And that's not all. You have uh, a bunch of other things uh, tied into what's going on at the Aquarium of Niagara, including attendance has actually been on an upswing. So things are really moving in a positive direction for you. That's exactly right. So the story of the Aquarium of Niagara has been very positive in the last several years. Celebrating 305,000 visitors this past fiscal year was huge for us. We haven't seen numbers like that since back in 1970. And I think that ties directly back into the fact that we've been able to launch new exhibits. We freshened up our marketing approach and our marketing strategies. And I think we've given Western New York an opportunity to see that the aquarium is a great place for families to spend a cold winter afternoon. It's a prime destination for tourists who are visiting the the city of Niagara Falls this time of year. So we really tried hard to uh, set ourselves up to, to be successful in that regard. So celebrating a you know 30,000-person increase over a year prior is something we're remarkably proud of. And you had mentioned as we started this uh, discussion about the Humboldt Penguin exhibit and uh, things that you're now allowed to do with the extra members that you have now acquired. And part of that also ties in with something that is uh, – 
called the AZA, if you want to explain what that is and what that does for you. Certainly. So the aquarium was recently awarded accreditation by the Association of Zoos and Aquariums. What's important to know about that is if you look at zoos and aquariums across the world, only 10% of them actually ever attain that accreditation. So it's extremely prestigious, it's very rigorous, and a lot of work went into preparing for that. Now that we were a recipient of that accreditation, we're able to now participate in some conservation programs that allow us to work with animals just like our Humboldt penguins in terms of increasing the size of that population. So Humboldt penguins are currently considered a threatened species of animal, which means that their population status in the wild is not where it should be. So the Aquarium of Niagara is now participating in a program that is after increasing the number of those animals, broadening the genetic diversity, and the project that we opened is actually designed to particularly facilitate the breeding of that species of penguin. And a couple of other things that uh, people may not be aware of that you can do. You actually have a programming where you can meet a seal, meet a penguin, and actually be a trainer for a day. That's right. So one of the the approaches that we've taken to getting people involved with our mission is trying to take the glass out of the aquarium as much as possible without getting any water on the floor. So we've been able to develop a few of these hands-on programs. So we have a program where you can get up close and personal with our seals, with our penguins. And then one of my favorite programs is our trainer for a day program. So you spend a couple hours with our animal training staff and our animal care staff who's responsible for the the fish, the penguins, and and, uh, the reptiles in the collection. And you essentially follow those personnel around. You have an experience that emulates what those professionals spend their day doing. And uh, you walk away with a a couple fairly unique souvenirs from that experience. And what about the future plans? I mean, certainly the footprint is what it is. You, You don't have have a lot of extra space really where you are. How can you make changes to even improve on what you've already done? Sure. So I love talking about the aquarium's future. Um, When you look at our building, it is limited in its uh, physical footprint as it currently stands. I don't think it would be surprised for anyone to know that after our jellyfish project and uh, an initiative we'll be launching this spring, we're officially out of things to renovate in the aquarium. And that certainly would lend itself to, well, it's time to get bigger. Uh, If we continue to see attendance growth at the, the numbers we're seeing, we certainly can't sustain that within just the confines of our existing footprint. So it will be time for the aquarium to think bold and get bigger. Excellent. Looking forward to hearing what you have planned down the road. That's Gary Sidall. He's executive director with the Aquarium of Niagara. And this is Buffalo Means Business on News Radio 930 WBEN. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 